0: When I had my experience, I was a true atheist, true atheist. I didn't believe in any kind of religion. I didn't believe in in anything. I thought this was all foo foo. I am an engineer. I was up on a bucket truck. We were running some electrical lines. We were running late. We started to kind of try to hurry up. We decided, I'm going to stay up on the bucket. We're not gonna go up and down and you just be careful with the trees and navigate delicately. The guy that was with me, my partner, was more worried about electrocuting me up on top. So he was more worried about looking up and he just kind of bumped into a tree. I hit the bucket and I broke all my ribs on my right side. I was sent to an emergency room, of course. There was some issues with my ribs. that weren't healing properly. I was sitting in an emergency room waiting. And I know the nurse said, here, if you need anything push this button and I sat on that bed and I was really struggling to breathe at one point. I thought about pushing the button but because I grew up in the South Bronx and we're supposed to be these tough men, I said no, I could I could manage this, I could get through this. I always do. I waited about 45 minutes. And when I finally pushed the button, Uh, The nurse came in and she just looked at me and she just hit the cold blue. That was the beginning of my experience of dying. And I had a a series of emotions because I I was suffocating, so it was kind of slow. I'll tell you what my first emotion was. When everybody ran into the room, my first emotion was shame. Just stripped me down so quickly that I just felt shame. After I had that sense of shame I started to feel, you know, what if this is real? What if something's really happening here? And what's going to go What's going to happen to my family? Because I never expected anything like this. So you're totally unprepared. And I'm thinking, how are they going to manage? And that created a tremendous lump. I started thinking about God. You know what? If you get me through this event, I will change. change my way of being, I'll be a better person, you won't regret it kind of thing. I'm waiting, nothing happens, And then I felt this sense of anger, like I knew he wasn't real. And then I got this tremendous sense of fear. And because I thought when I die, there's nowhere for me to go, I didn't believe in anything that I would just be shut off like a light bulb and just turn into nothingness. So I became very fearful, and I wanted so badly to ask somebody to hold my hand. And then I started thinking, well, I can't ask for help because my father would be ashamed of me because I'm supposed to be tough. I got to tough this out. So I stiffened, and I waited for death. I started to hear the IB, and it sounded like raindrops hitting on a tin roof, so it was like splash, splash, splash. I looked at the wallpaper, and I'll never forget this, because my eyes were so cute that I could see the grain in the wallpaper. And there's this sense of wonder happening within me at the same time, as I know I'm dying and I'm scared. Terrified might be a better word. And then I, I noticed this shadow by the door, and it just stood there. And then I started thinking, you know what? I've had such a hard and difficult life. Maybe it's okay to kind of let go. Maybe there's there's no shame in this. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm just realizing that I, there's nothing I could do to, to, to stem this chain of events, right? I can't stop it. I kind of said, it's okay. It's okay to die. And the minute I said that, or thought that, the shadow just moved. And it just moved around everybody in that room. And in my mind, I could see his his hand reaching out to me. And it just touched my toe. And the minute it touched my toe, I just felt this tremendous sense of relief and relaxation and peace and love and calm. And I wasn't struggling to breathe anymore. I was in bliss. And I felt this breeze, this really warm breeze just blowing. And I visualized because I got long hair. I'm thinking, wow, my hair must be blowing. Breeze, this is kind of like amazing. And then I felt myself kind of being lifted. Lifted until I found myself in the corner of the room and I was observing the effort by the the CPR team, the group that was there trying to save my life. And I looked at them and I could see there was a doctor right over me just pumping, pumping, pumping. And I could see there was a lot of stress in her face. And uh, I looked at myself. And I said, that's me, and I'm dead. But if that's me, then who am I? This is the first thoughts that came to me, incredibly enough. And then I just heard this voice right next to me say, think of your body as a car. And that car has like 5 million miles on it, and there's nothing we could do to fix it anymore. So. You have to now say goodbye to your body. And I thought, wow, I just kind of said it was okay to die. Now I'm standing here. Cause I feel like I'm standing there, right? I don't know what I look like. I don't know what form I'm in, but I know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in some form of existence. And I look at myself and something very strange happened. For the first time, my life I loved and appreciated who I was and who I have been and I was so grateful for that body that vessel for giving me the opportunity to live the life that I lived and I think it's something we rarely do take that one second to say I'm not floored I'm the way I'm supposed to be, because we look, we're always looking for what's wrong with us. We never really appreciate what we have that's good about us. And I started to get these memories of what I call everyday benign things. So somebody smiling, my little brother, me holding his hand, a kiss, simple things, you know, a, a child looking at you with this amazing love in their eyes, your children. Because those are things that happen every day. Just taking in a breath of air. How insane and how amazing that is, right? So I had this insane appreciation for who I had been and who I was. And then the voice said to me, okay, now it's time for us to move on. And we started walking. Now, I never saw this presence. So I don't know what it was, it felt feminine. And then I could see this huge hole in the ground, like a big black hole and we're kind of walking right into it and we walk right into it and then I feel like I'm falling. And it was a bit of a painful experience because I feel like something was being ripped off of me. And it felt like I was falling forever. And when I finally hit what I would call ground it kind of ended for a second and then she kind of said you got to keep going and there was another one and I went into that hole and I fell and I kept falling and I felt this thing just ripping things off of me when I hit the bottom the first thing I saw was this mass of color and the color was just moving and it had so much life in it that i became instantly amazed my expectation when i died was that i would encounter nothing and become nothing now i'm beginning to see things that were mind-boggling in the sense that this color was alive was living and it was moving and it was talking to me and it was talking to me like millions of voices so it sounded like chatter like but Somehow there was some kind of comprehension happening at a level that even there I couldn't really understand. And then they just opened up and I saw this amazing forest. Now I grew up in New York City, so that's to me quite striking because I saw these mountains and I could see this, the shadow that the clouds make on the mountains and they were so dark and contrasty and I could see these wild herds of animals just running and I found that I was kind of hovering. I saw this amazing vista and I'm looking up and I'm seeing that mountain and I'm realizing that I'm flying so I said oh my gosh I'm flying and I heard this voice just say to me that's normal here and then I, I thought about my children and this was the the only aspect of when I was transitioning that was a bit painful to me so I said What's gonna to happen to my kids? And that boy said to me, don't worry, you could see them from here. And when I heard that, that was like the most amazing thing that I've ever heard. And I said, oh, wow, this is amazing. So it took all my fears away. And then I just started flying and I started moving over this landscape and and, and looking down and, and Feeling, of course, an amazing sense of peace and calm and tranquility that uh, comes with it. And and this deep sense of love, there's no way to really describe it. You've heard that probably a hundred times, but there really isn't. But I continued on my journey and I went over the mountaintops and I could see snow on the top. And I was like, wow, so amazed. I was really bored more than anything. And then I looked out into the horizon and I could see the sun. But I saw the sun as if I'm looking through a telescope and I could see the flares coming out of it. And and I, I felt that this wind that I was feeling was, you know, giving birth there. And it was this warm air that was just coming to me. And that's why I was able to fly. That's what was giving me this lift, this warm air. And I'm thinking all these things and I look down and I see this amazing cove and I see a beach and I see a man in the water. He's like knee deep in the water. And he's got six children holding onto his right hand in a, in a string, right in a line. And one child is left hand. And I said, wow, that's pretty amazing. Is, let me go down and see what that's all about. So I moved down and maybe I'm about 10 feet, 15 feet away. And he turns around. was my father it was amazing to see him but what was more amazing was that me and my father had a very very hard relationship we used to bump heads tremendously and he used to drink and he was quite abusive and uh, even though I was the seventh of eight children I became like my mother's protector and so we had a lot of clashes and I don't ever remember saying to my father in life that I love you or he to me and his ways were very strict so we couldn't hug that wasn't what men do it was like very he had this image of men being like empty without a soul, without feelings, without, wow, what an opportunity to say to my father what I could never say to him in life. And so we had this exchange that was very emotional to me, but I understood that he loved me. And I think he understood that I loved him. So, it kind of reunited us in a strange way. Not only did we meet there, but from a more spiritual perspective, we we became one. Anyway, after all this amazing time, he looks at me and he says, look, you have to go back. And I'm looking at him and I said, no, I don't think so. I really like it here. He's like, no, you got to go back. It's not your time. And I'm looking at him like, no, I, I want to stay. And uh, then I felt this tugging like in my chest, but coming from my back and I started being pulled and I went back into my body. I opened my eyes and the doctor that was doing CPR, CPR she kind of got surprised and she kind of lifted her head back a little. And then I went right back to my father and I was in this space again. And he's looking at me, he says, no, you really don't get it. You have to come back. And he said, look, this is what we're going to do. So we kind of started to structure a deal in heaven. And he said to me, look, when it's your time, I promise I will come and get you. And I looked at him and I'm thinking, wow, what an amazing deal that is. How could I say no And so I accepted that and I went back. When you have your experience of dying, you get this interconnectivity. You feel like you're connected to everything. So that sense of oneness is really profound. When you come back into your physical body again, you feel that sense of separation. So there's something about being in body that makes us feel like we're independent of the rest of the world. It's really soothing, eye-opening, and it's very calming. It's a calming feeling that it permeates through you to know that everything is as it should be in a sense, right? Everything's working towards a goal and that goal is well beyond what we may ever know, but It's still doing it.